today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. As you might expect, COVID-19 dominates the news once again today uh, and dominates the news from the White House uh, south of the border. Uh, yesterday, it was uh, confirmed that uh, White House aide Hope Hicks uh, was uh, po- testing positive for COVID-19. And uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, President Trump was uh, musing on Fox News about what might happen. She did test positive. I just heard about this. She's a hard worker, a lot of masks. She wears masks a lot, but she tested positive. And I just went out with a test. I'll see what, you know, because we spent a lot of time, and the First Lady just went out with a test also. So whether we quarantine or whether we have it, I, I don't know. You know, it's very hard when you're with soldiers, when you're with uh, airmen, when you're with uh, the Marines and, uh, I'm with, and the police officers. I'm with them so much. And when they come over to you, it's very hard to say, stay back, stay back. You know, it's, it's a tough kind of a situation. It's a terrible thing. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Well, what happened was uh, both he and the First Lady did test positive uh, with uh, news that has actually uh, reverberated right around the world. Uh, to get some reaction, uh, please to welcome back to the program Brian J. Karam, executive editor of Sentinel Newspapers, and, of course, a political analyst that you see on CNN quite a bit of the time, too. Uh, on a very busy day, Brian, thanks for joining us for a few minutes. Appreciate the time. Sure. Glad to help. What's uh, what's the reaction around the White House press corps today? <laughs> well, uh a little bit of shock, but there's also an, a, a bit of an inevitability to it. Uh, the president uh, doesn't practice social distancing and has continued to have rallies against uh, health guidance, and they don't uh, wear masks in the White House. So a part of it is like, well, we're surprised, but also surprised that it took this long. It's, uh, it, you know, everyone's wishing him the best of health, but we're also hoping that Everyone else who uh, gets this virus gets the same kind of medical attention he does. And in the U.S., that's problematic. Notwithstanding the fact that he doesn't wear masks and, and mocks people that do, uh, he's tested, what, Brian, on a daily basis? At least not once a daily, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, to our understanding, he's tested at least once a day. He said in a briefing at one point in time that he was tested multiple times in a day. I don't understand the reason for that. They later cleaned up that guidance and said no, that he just meant once a day. But he's tested quite frequently, and there are uh, places in uh, in the United States where people still wait 10 days to get the yeah. results of their tests and have to wait days to get tested. So he has the convenience and the health care that not many in this country can can have. And one thing we've discovered in talking to some of the experts uh, over the last number of months about the, the virus, Brian, is that you don't know how it's going to impact any one individual. Uh, some have what they call mild symptoms. Uh, uh, you know, they don't require hospitalization. Uh, Boris Johnson ended up in ICU, of course, uh, at, at one point. He seems to have recovered. Uh, are you concerned about the information that's going to be coming out of the White House about the, the status of the president and the first lady? Well, we're always concerned about the uh, information coming out of the White House because we've been lied to so often. So this would be par for the course in that regard. And, of course, there are those that have traveled with him in the last few days who told us that um, they thought it was just um, him being tired, that he was exhausted from campaigning, but that there has been a physical toll on him. And others thought that he did indeed have uh, COVID-19. He has uh, appeared on a couple of occasions to be kind of out of sorts and listless and we don't we we don't know what happened last november when he went to the hospital unexpectedly Mm -hmm. we still haven't been told what happened there so 
yeah, I think that any information coming out of this White House regarding his health is suspect for a variety of reasons. Well, and there's, let's face it, this is more than just the president's health, and I think everybody wishes that he and, and the First Lady well. Nobody wants to see anybody suffer because of this virus. But the president of the United States uh, being ill uh, is, is world news. I mean, this is going to affect the markets. It's going to affect a number of things on an international level. Well, it's going to affect the campaign. It's going to affect sure. markets. It's going to affect his presidency. It, if, uh, you know, there is a precedent in the United States for that, too, when Woodrow Wilson had a stroke nobody let us know what was going on then and and his wife kind of ran the government for a while so yeah there's a there's a great deal of concern we're 32 days away from an election we don't know how it's going to impact the election we don't know if he won't be able to go out and campaign like he has his his campaign is effectively over at this point in time and um unless he decides that he's going to go out and and do these things against, you know, health guidance and put his own health at risk. What we that that horrible debate will be the last time you'll see President Donald Trump in public, probably before the election. Two weeks from today, well, not today, but I mean uh, the fifteenth. Two weeks from now is is when the next uh, presidential debate is scheduled at this stage. Uh, is there any discussion at all about postponing that or, or canceling it altogether? I mean, because that falls right within There's the quarantine period. There's all kinds of discussions about postponing it. We don't know what's going to happen as of yet, um, whether it's canceled, whether it's postponed. If he has no symptoms and he's fine two weeks from now, I guess they could have it. But um, he's already – Hope Hicks has shown some symptoms of, of COVID-19. The president, we're told, has shown some minor symptoms of COVID-19. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's 14 days from the last time you test positive. He's tested daily, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I would suspect if he has any symptoms at all, like I said, we've probably seen the last of him in public before the election. Brian, what about the reverberations within the White House? I mean, we know all about the virus and how contagious it is. Uh, and one of the things that the experts always tell us about is contact uh, tracking once somebody is testing positive like this. Uh, there's a long, long list, I'm sure, Brian, of people that have been in contact with the president over the last week or so, uh, either in the White House or in other places. I mean, this is a rather onerous task to start tracking those folks and, and testing them now. Yeah, and it's diff made more difficult by the fact that the White House staff doesn't routinely wear masks, and mm -hmm. nor do they social distance. And, you know, Chris Christie was in a room with Trump for a couple of days prepping for this uh, debate and then he went on TV and during the debate most of the people that were there for Donald Trump sat without masks in the audience he was six feet away from uh, Joe Biden and screaming at Biden and screaming at Chris Wallace Chris Wallace was on set uh, yesterday so he was in the office yeah there's that contract tracing is going to be difficult at best because of how the president uh, conducts himself publicly and how his staff conducts themselves. It's a nightmare for health officials trying to figure out who may have it and who will have to be quarantined and who will have to be tested. Well, and therein lies the problem. I mean, if they start doing this and they start getting a plethora of other positive tests uh, from some of those people, as you say, the campaign is essentially over for him anyway. Yep. And the question is whether or not, you know, Joe Biden says he gets tested daily, so perhaps he'll be all right. But the testing doesn't mean that you're that you're not going to get the the 
the virus. It just means that you don't have it when they tested you. So he's probably got a week to 10 days of sweating it out himself just to make sure that he's okay. It's it's amazing the way the narrative changes so dramatically from day to day uh, with uh, this presidency. From minute to minute with this president. Think about it. A week ago, we were talking about the fact that he doesn't want to give up uh, a peaceful transfer. of He won't agree to a peaceful transfer of power. Then it became the fact that he didn't do his taxes. Then it became the fact that Hope Hicks tested positive, and now it's the fact that he and his wife have tested positive. That's over a week. This administration is unlike any I've ever covered. The news cycle circulates through every five minutes. There's something new, a new atrocity. Well, and you, you omitted uh, the, you know, the fact that he, he refused to condemn white nationalists. I mean, you guys gave him a real roasting on that yesterday afternoon. I thought that's what we we're going to talk about today, the roasting that you guys in the press corps, including John Roberts for Fox News, by the way. All of them guys went after him late yesterday, and I thought that was going to be the headline today. Well, that's, you know, and that what kills me about that is having covered that for years, when his minions get up and say, look, he already condemned them, it doesn't really matter whether they believe that or not, because the white supremacists heard what he said on stage and are acting as if it's a call to arms. So who cares what you say after the fact? And you can come out with a bullhorn on a national stage and say, stand back and stand by, and they hear that as their new slogan. Then you can say on the lawn, on the White House lawn later, or have your other minions say, not live, not on national television, oh, no, I really meant to condemn them. They know you didn't mean that. And they're not going to react to the second bullhorn call, which is, is really just a whisper. They're going to listen to what they heard on national television during the debate. And the fact that he doesn't understand that his words have consequence and the fact that his minions don't understand that, and there are some of them that I know who really aren't racist and really aren't white supremacists, they still don't understand the power of the bully pulpit and what the man says. And it's a danger to us particularly going into this election, since he said he won't have a peaceful transfer of power. What he's told you is he's not leaving the White House, and these are the people he's going to use as his shock and terror troops to stay there. Brian J. Karam, executive editor for Sentinel Newspapers and, of course, a political analyst on CNN. Busy day for you today, Brian. Thanks for taking some time for us today. Sure. We're off to see the wizard. Take care. You betcha. Stay well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.